Hey, what's going on, everybody? How we doing? Today is Thursday, and we're just getting rolling here from the Seven Mile Casino Studios. So um, yesterday, I went to visit Brett Weiss and his whole team at Mushroom Life. They actually moved from their headquarters in Carlsbad up to like the Vista San Marcos area, and they've got a beautiful new space and lots more space and lots more uh, kitchens and uh, places where they actually produce all these gummy products. And uh, what a facility he's got and what an operation. And then what a product, because yesterday I got a text, for, not a text, a, a direct message from one of our listeners who said, dude, I'm doing what Browner's doing. He's doing the sustained energy product and he's also doing the mental energy product. And he said Browner had inspired him to try these products. And lo and behold, he says, and I quote, it's changed my life. Now, I don't mean to be so dramatic about it. I'm just telling you guys that you should try these products. These are plant-based medications. So if you take pills for focus, if you take pills for sleep, if you take pills for erectile dysfunction, this is a plant-based alternative. Mushroom Life, L-Y-F-E, mushroomlife.com slash great friends. And thanks to everybody who's tried, because I'll tell you something, man, we're like setting new sales records with these guys, which is super cool. All right, let me uh, also mention our friends from Mountain Trust Realty Services. Uh, 858-376-1299 for Gary Cooper, 858-376-1299. I've told the story this week, met a couple on Sunday down at our seven mile casino event and they were moving from Imperial beach up to Menifee. And that's a big move, right? I mean, from all the way down South like that, and that kind of coastal community all the way up North and East and warm and sunny and just a whole different world. Why, why are you guys moving there? Pre-construction home under 500,000 thing hasn't even been finished being built yet. It's over 500,000. Why are we moving there? Because we can afford a house there uh, and want to stay as close to San Diego as we can. Dude, you want to buy a house? You want to own a house? You want to earn equity? You want to build wealth? Maybe you have to move a couple miles up the road. Who cares? Talk to Gary Cooper, 858-376-1299, 858-376-1299. I also want to thank our friends from Prize Picks. Well, let me rephrase that. I'm not so sure I want to thank our friends at Prize Picks. Man, prize picks, you guys have me addicted to games like I've never been addicted to watching sports before. Last night, the Lakers are getting annihilated by the Houston Rockets. And all I care about is, is LeBron going to get me more than 24 and a half points? Come on, LeBron. It's garbage time. Let's go. Like, pick it up here. Like, put the team on your back and just shoot, shoot, and shoot more. And all I really cared about was myself. I was being selfish about the whole thing. Prize picks. You pick a couple of players. Are they going to score more? Are they going to score less? Are they going to have more rebounds? Less rebounds. Are they going to have more shots on goal? Less shots on goal. If you know the game, this is going to be a lot of fun and it's going to be really easy for you. It's going to enhance the way you watch sports. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. They will match your first deposit up to $100, 100%. Does that make sense? If I put in 100, they put in 100. I put in 50, they put in 50. Point is, that's how you get started. And you're going to have a lot of fun with this. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. And now that it's basketball season, I combine basketball with football. I'm telling you, man, it is going to take your sports viewing to the next level. Prizepicks.com slash great friends or click that QR code. Let's start the show. Hey, everybody, what's going on? It's Kaplan and crew. It's Grande, the brown man, and we are in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. Just getting kicked off today and uh, all ready to go. In fact, stick around because Nick Hundley, the former Padre catcher, the current Texas Rangers assistant general manager, 
is going to be with us. And by the way, listen, we can have Bruce Bochy on. We can have Chris Young, their general manager, on. But I wanted to start with Nick Hundley after the Rangers won the World Series because way to go, Nick. Nick Hundley has a lot to do with the history of this show. And so if you know it, you know it, and you understand why we're going to start with Nick Hundley uh, before we get on with Chris Young and Bruce Bochy if we decide we want to do that later on down the road. Grande, Brownman, good afternoon from the Seven Mile Casino Studios. How are we doing today, fellas? What Great. up, what up? Happy yeah, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I got had a poppy seed in my teeth and I can't get it out. Oh, dude. That's why you got to always have those little uh they're not mm -hmm. toothpicks, but they're floss like picks. dental floss on one side and like a little poker on the other side. Mm -hmm. I carry those little mofos with me everywhere I go. Yeah, guess because what I, I ran out. Of, uh, guess what I ran out of today. Oh yeah. Pokers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I, you, I gotta uh, tell you, you guys. Wanna, you want to explain the collar? Who? You. For those of you listening on the radio, Scott is dressed as if he just ran out of a church because he was late to the show. What's no, uh no. collar? I don't know what you mean. I'm wearing a t-shirt oh, today. Well, all right. You really want to know the truth? I mean, that's no. why I asked. I mean, no, you know, correction, no correction. <laughs> Lie to me. Go. Nah, I mean, the, I, I wish I had a great story to tell you. It's I, had one of these pet, things. I had a pet goldfish and we buried him this morning in the backyard. So I'm yeah. dressed for a funeral. Right. Is that what there I look like? Do I look like I'm dressed for a funeral? Is that the deal? Honestly, I thought yeah. you were wearing a vest. I thought you were wearing a vest of some sort. But now that I see you in the proper lighting, it's just a, a black button down. It's actually like a navy blue button down. I just was wearing it because last night I had um, I had gotten like, you know, I, I put on some clothes last night. Not that I was dressed up or anything. I put on some clothes. And I went out with my girlfriend for dinner. And then mm -hmm. this is what I had on, and this is what I woke up, and I literally put it right back on, and I've been wearing it all day. You all, you sleep with it? No, I didn't sleep with it. I took it off before I went to sleep. I got up, it was sitting there. Mm -hmm. I put it right back on. Gotcha. Why? <laughs> I mean, I, you know, the three, listen, the, whoa, listen, the three relax, of us, the three whoa, of us. Whoa! I mean, I'm wearing whoa. a T-shirt. What the hell? Like, uh, you make it seem like I was wearing like a, like I was like I was dressed like a, a priest or something. The three like, of us are not known for fashion on this show. You know, we yeah. very much have embraced working from home despite yeah. being on television and YouTube and all that. Right. Don't even care. Yeah. yeah. You know, we're t-shirt guys. It is what it is. You right. know, McAfee's a, no one, McAfee no don't wear sleeves on ESPN. Where, Who cares? No one, I don't even, no one I, I didn't even know you could pants. see that I had a collar. I didn't even know you could see I had a collar. I mean, it just looked like well, a black shirt to me. I haven't made my eye doctor appointment yet. Well, you know what? Um, I have made my eye doctor appointment. And I can't wait to get glasses. I mean, I, I, people don't usually say that, but I'm telling you right now, there are times when I'm walking around at night or driving and I'm like, I, it's all of a sudden, everything has become blurry at night. I don't know what the deal You're is. And you know what? You're a minister, and let, bro. And let me tell you something else, Browner. Just You're be exactly prepared. Why I have, why I increased my auto insurance ah. yesterday. Yeah. You are exactly <laughs> why I want more. And let, I'm going to tell you guys something else that's bad news for you. Cause I'm, cause I'm, you know, I, I'm a little older than you guys. You know what happens what? next? This is the weird, this is the weirdest thing, man. You talk about like having a poppy seed stuck in your tooth. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know what the freaking deal is, but all of a sudden when I eat, there is crap stuck in between all my teeth that never was like this ever in my life ever. That's why I literally am walking around with one of those little pick things that has the mm -hmm. dental floss on the other side. And by the way, not to gross anybody out. But I'm a recycler of those oh. things. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. 
Bro, I mean, on, if, if if I realize I only have a couple bro, left, I just rather gagged than in my mouth, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I almost threw up on the show. That would have been get out of here. It's not bad. What do, you, what, do you, what do you got it in your car? Yeah, and you put it in the cup holder, and then you're like, oh, here's another one I could use again. Precisely. I'm oh, like, I'm like this. In my I'm, like, I'm like, dude. I'm like, pick, pick, pick. Floss, floss, floss. Wait, I don't have any more of these little mofos. Guess I'll just put it back right here. What if, oh, was, what if somebody was in your car and they're like, oh, I could use one of these. How do you know what's used and what's not? Like, would you would you say something? Well, they, I mean, they, the hey, guess is, what? That one might have been used already. I mean, there's oh. really never anybody in my car other than me, to be honest. I mean, seriously, like I'm not. Listen, we've all yeah. we've all said things on this show that I think yeah. maybe we would like to take back. Yeah, maybe not. I think you got to put that one back in the in the cupboard, bro. You got to you, you got to just you got to just hold some things to yourself, you know. Really? Like, you know, if everybody has a thing, right? Like if everybody in their real life has a thing that mm -hmm. they do that the majority of people would find disgusting. Yeah. That's that's people. Right. You got to put that one back, man. No, dude, people do what I'm doing. People do it on or or you know what people do? I think that you, I think you just entered the Joe Rigby Brown, Brown facts bracket for recycling floss picks. Listen to me. What let do you mean people you do what you're doing? I don't well, know anybody me, who re, here, here, re here, watch. the pick. Watch this, Browner. Watch this right here. Okay. Here's Alex right now. Or here's yeah, Alex right, right now. Right here. Mm, 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 mm. Or sometimes you're so desperate. You're like, oh, oh, a little piece of paper. Oh, great. Oh, yeah. Here, give that to me. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm trying everything I can do on the planet to get this little poppy seed out of my tooth. Now, here comes me. Right. I come pulling up. I'm like, oh, I have a poppy seed caught between my teeth. But guess what? I have one of those little pick thingies that has mm -hmm. the dental floss on the other end of it. Yes, I used it two days ago. Yes, oh. I flossed all my teeth with it and I picked my teeth with it. But guess what? I got to get this poppy seed out of my tooth right now. Thank goodness I've got a recycled flossing picking thingy. And okay. now you've I added bacteria from your cup holder. You've added whatever right. else has been circulating in your automobile for two or three, four or five days. So it's good I for think you. you're doing more damage. No, it's good it's for good you. For it you, your, it gives your body gives your body <laughs> the opportunity to fight off things. It gives your immune system strength. I gotta tell what you, are something. you an infant? That's I gotta tell you something. No, no, Brown. I gotta tell Brown. That is the most Mexican thing you've ever said. Yeah, that's right. That is the most Mexican thing you ever said. That's how you build immunity. That's mm -hmm. how you build strength. Right. That is how your insides grow and be stronger yeah. by making it sick and making right. it dirty. And yeah. getting it, you know, like all those people with COVID, you know what? Just let me get it. Just let me get it. Same thing. Well, I'll tell you, man, you talk about the most Mexican thing I've said. So this morning, all of a sudden at my house today, um, I start to hear oh, like boy. a bunch of guys speaking in Spanish, like, like here, like right here, like in my house. I'm like, what the hell, man? Like what's going on? So I walk out back and I see that the neighbor is whacking down trees. There's guys in trees cutting these trees down right yeah and then what's happening is these monster branches of trees are falling over onto my side mm. you know mm -mm. so i'm oh, like boy. so i go i go like full karen you know what i mean Did I go you full, oh i go full karen mm. right away from what noise or from the County? trees from noise like were you mad at the noise were you mad at the the language being spoken were you mad nah. at just the branches the, i was mad at the, was i was mad at the mess i was mad at the mess because okay. because nobody had said to me Hey, you know, just want to let you know tomorrow there's going to be workers here. They're going to be cutting down trees. A lot of that could fall off onto your side, but don't worry, we'll come clean it up if that's cool by you, you know. Were you wearing you know that when you wearing that shirt? I was wearing the shirt that I had on before you you shirt shamed me.
So you mean yeah. you, you meant business? You went out there, you meant business, mm-hmm. huh? Right. So, so I go walking out there, you know, and I go, what the hell? So by going full Karen mode, here's what I mean. I did right away. I go to my video camera on my phone. Oh, oh, look at this mess you're making in my backyard. Look at look at this giant mess that you guys are making in my backyard. Because I'm putting, I'm documenting it now, Karen style, just in case you know something doesn't get cleaned up, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, so now I come walking out front. Now you say that I was, you know, the most Mexican thing I've ever said is I recycle toothpicks and use them over and over again. I say this to the guys. No, next door. no, the building. Oh, well, that wasn't it. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah, did it right because that sounded worse. So I uh, I go walking outside and I say to these guys, I say. Hola, mijo. Mijo? Mijo. Oh, God. Is that not a nice thing to say to somebody? Is that not, is that like dude? Is that like, like Spanish for dude? Like, what's up, mijo? No? Okay. No, am, I, am I wrong? I mean, my mom calls me mijo. Right. Every I'm... time I walk into uh, this one you know, gas station, the cash register girl, she's like, hola, mijo. Because she's okay. familiar she's... with you. Okay. What does mijo mean? Did I use it incorrectly? No, Probably I just don't think you grown men call. I don't think grown men call each other. Uh, call another grown man, Miko. But okay, maybe well, they I thought he I, was you know, you know. father figure, if you will. So I walk out. I go, "Hola, Miko." Hola, cómo estás, Miko? I say, "Hey, I'm good. You? Oh, muy bien, gracias." And he said to me, "I." He said, um, "I all I could hear was the word permission." You know, like per permis. Per, I couldn't really. I didn't know what he said. Okay. But but what I what I thought I heard was permiso. How would you say permission in español? Como se dice? Permiso. Permiso. So he said to me, he goes, are, are, permiso. Are. I'm like, si. So uh-huh. what I thought he meant was, can I have permission to go clean up that mess? Yes. You know? And so okay. I didn't hear everything. I didn't really, really know. I heard permiso. I mm-hmm. said, si. And, and based on that conversation alone, my man thinks I'm fluent in Spanish. Awesome. So, because you uh, called him Mijo. Mijo. I thought that was a nice thing to call somebody. Oye, Mijo. Ven pa'ca. Ven pa'ca. Ven. Ven pa'ca. Come over ven here. Ven pa'ca. Alpaca. Mm-hmm. What does ven pa'ca mean? Limpia tu tiradero. Limpia. Sí, limpia. Limpia los árboles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, make a, they yeah. make a pill for that limpia. Oh, they do, do they? <laughs> yeah, they make a pill for that limpia. You don't want yeah, that limpia. All- yeah, they also make, they also make a, a mushroom drop for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, mm-hmm. you don't want that limpia in your life. Right. right. All right, so listen, great friends. We're just getting going here today. As you can tell, we're kind of warming up. Um, Nick Hundley's going to be here. I can see that he's texting me right now, but I'm, I'm curious what's going on. Okay, good. We, we're all set and ready to go with Nick Hundley. I'm really excited for this, uh, for, for this chat with Nick because I feel like when was the last time we had him on? It was right before the season. Yeah, but wasn't it because of the World Cup? Didn't we call him because of like the World Cup? And we're like, Nick, do you remember that day of way to go? Oh, yeah. Might have been a year ago. Yeah. Oh, I I remember that. And and at the time, Landon Donovan, uh, we kind of talked about the story of how Landon scored that goal. And we were on the air together. And we said, way to go, Nick. And I keep trying to set up. I I haven't like put a lot of time and effort into it yet. December 1st, 2022. Okay. So almost a year ago. Mm-hmm. almost a year ago. And um, I got to put this lunch together with, with Nick and Landon. Nick wants mm-hmm. to meet Landon. Landon would love to meet Nick. I got to do this. Hey, Landon. a world series champion. Well, right. I mean, think oh. about how much more attractive it is to meet him now, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So it's amazing how here we are in November and the football season is like raging. And there are some good games this weekend. 
And yet there's still so much talk about baseball and keeping it here local and at home. So much conversation about what the Padres are going to do with Juan Soto, or maybe I should say Juan Soto. Um, <laughs> and that's a, that's a shout out to you, Mario Lopez. That's a shout oh. out to you, my dog. Breaking news. Yeah. Oh, poppy seed's gone. Oh, got really? It. You yep. got it. Just sitting there. Mess the whole time. Just Okay. Good to go. Sorry. Juan Soto. Uh, yeah. Juan Soto. Um, He's gone, isn't he? No, my oh. poppy seed's gone. I think oh, Juan Soto's here. Oh, Juan Soto's <laughs> I think gone. Juan Soto's here. What? No, I think listen, he's gone. No, dude, listen. Can I? Can I? Listen. This is a. This is uh. This is not my research. Mm -hmm. This is from Darnay Trip of NBC San Diego. Mm -hmm. This is what the Padres would get rid of if they get rid of Juan Soto before the season starts. Are you ready? Yeah. Most home runs on the Padres. Mm-hmm. Most RBIs on the Padres. Mm -hmm. Most runs scored on the Padres. Most walks on the Padres. Best on base percentage. Best slugging percentage. Best OPS percentage. Second most average. Second most doubles. And you're just going to. We don't want that anymore. No, no. It's not that they don't want it. It's, it's, it's not that they don't that, want it. It's not that they don't want it. Here, here, listen, here's the mistake. You ready? And this gets Man, back to what we've been saying for over and over again. This is why AJ Preller is terrible at his job. And this is why A.J. Preller should have been fired by now. Because giving Xander Bogarts the amount of money he did when you didn't need a shortstop, and then signing Manny Machado to an extension when you did not need to do that. Correct. Giving giving uh, giving, an old, giving you Darvish way too much money based on where he is in his career and his age, etc. Moving now Jake Cronenworth from his best position to a position where he's incredibly, you know, from the league average wise, he's, he's not meant to be a first baseman is offensively. You've spent all this money on Musgrove. You spent all this money on Darvish, Cronenworth, Tatis, Machado. You gave Machado more money and you did it sooner because you were worried about his ego because look, they just, they just gave a ton of money to this guy and a ton of money to that guy. And he's only got one year left and then he can opt out. They should have played it out with Machado. But now they're so committed to all this money that rather than being positioned to sign Soto, they're unfortunately probably better positioned to have to trade Soto. How would you describe that in a, in a word? Would that word be malpractice? Oh, Management? Malpractice? No, 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 no. It's Browner's the only, only Browner the, decides when that word gets used. Uh, the only mistake, the only honest mistake that I think he made was re-signing Manny Machado too soon. It wow, was the only that's mistake. That's the only one? That, in my opinion. Okay? I think because, there's two very obvious ones before you well, even get to, to Manny to, Machado. No, see, to me, you Darvish, Darvish number one. <laughs> I, I think but you Darvish can still salvage that. Like he can still make that contract worth the money. Uh, at which, thirty-five which, which, years old, yes, yes, okay. drugs, rehab, research, the treatment as, that these guys do now, as, rotations, as much you can as, put them on. Sure, sure, you can technically turn. You it can around. manage it. You can manage yeah. it. Yeah, you can turn but it around. You, you know what? You can't turn around his age. Well, yeah, of course not. So I mean, when you look at when you look at where money could have been spent, Browner, your boy. Would you rather not like a little BS on this team, Blake Snell moving forward instead of you, Darvish? 
the allocation use those of 18 money, million dollars that you darvish got and attempted it to get blake snow but if you would have given him so you're saying not have resigned you darvish because i believe correct. that there was see i but this is what i believe if you don't pay manny and you let him play it out you would you would have gotten to a point at the end of the year where re-signing him becomes more affordable. Uh, and if, no. And, and, no. Hold on, hold on. Hold no, on. no, no, no. The contract, that's not the contract. No, the contract, he opts out. Right. Right, right. He, uh, he opts out. And so now he's had a down year. He's also hurt. So if you want to go out on the market after a down year and hurt, okay, I'm going to turn to this guy out here in left field, and he's going to get all that money. And, that and that's going to be the end of it. And that's what should have happened. That's what I'm, and that's right. why I'm saying him paying Manny to me is the only mistake that you can't get over from a financial aspect because that's such a large chunk. And, that's the and highest you know, contract that you have. You want to know why they signed Manny to that contract when they did? Because of what he did a year ago and because Manny could blow up a clubhouse or blow up an organization if he's and unhappy. And guess what? He did it anyway. And you know what's really interesting? is how this whole talk about who the Padres' next manager is going to be is still, I believe, being debated internally. This guy's a Manny guy. This guy's a Tatis guy. And let me tell yeah, you don't something. Don't pick either one of them. Precisely. You, you pick know what they did on Wednesday? One. What's that? Uh, according to Dennis Lynn this morning, the Padres interviewed Phil Nevin yesterday. I saw Great. that. Great. They should. I don't think they're going to hire him. But it I just it, it, it allows them to uh, – well, I mean, I can tell you this right now. Uh, Phil Nevin, yeah, I don't care if it's Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis, Xander Bogarts, Joe Musgrove, I don't care who it is. Phil Nevin is one of those, like, like he's just an old-school, bochy baseball tough guy. That's what he is. And it don't matter that he doesn't speak Spanish. He ain't kowtowing to no Manny Machado because he yeah. still thinks that, you know, Phil Nevin was like a number one overall pick, and he had a really nice career. And he, dude, Phil Nevin got into a fist fight with Kevin Towers, the general manager of the Padres, when he was a player. I'm telling you, dude. Phil Nevin. Maybe Otani loves him. And, you know, they're all in on Otani. And now they, and he's going to bring Benji with him. You know, like, you know, there's yeah. all, listen, here's the funny thing about when you really pay attention to who they've interviewed outside of the, 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 the internal candidates. Both of them on the Angels. Both of them may be close with Otani. Mm hmm. Hey, if you want Benji Gill, you could have Phil Nevin and Benji Gill. You could. You could. I just, listen, guys, I'm telling you right now, every day that this gets talked about, and I can't believe how much baseball we're talking in November rather than football, um, the more convinced I am that as long as Preller is in control of this team, the results will never be better than what we saw two years ago. If you were there Saturday night against the Dodgers in the rain when the Padres won that game, that will be one of the greatest Padre memories of your life if you watched it on TV, whatever. I'm telling you right now, uh, as long as as long as long Preller is in control, things are not going to change. Keep too many too many examples of, of getting second, third, fourth, fifth chances, whether that's how you build a roster with money, whether it's how many managers you hire and fire. I'm telling you right now, man, I don't see it. Hate to, be, hate to be on now, everybody's Scott. parade. You're in a baseball town now, man. Get used to talking baseball year-round. That's what people care about here. Well, you know, you so. don't get 56 sellouts because people don't care. Nope, they do right. care. They do mm -hmm. care. And we'll see if they continue to care. You know, this I think past people, year... I think AJ Preller has a very easy way of winning. Pe fans are very fickle. 
you can win fans back pretty simple. Just go get his way. Go win and yep. don't hire within. I think you're going to get a lot of people back. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, let's just get going here. Um, Nick Hunley, the assistant general manager of the world champion Texas Rangers, the former Padre catcher who played with Chris Young, who's their general manager in Texas, who played with Bruce Bochy, who's the manager. Um, we got a lot to talk to Nick Hunley about. So everybody stick around. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios here on Kaplan and Crew. Hey, great friends. What's happening? It's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We're coming to you from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. For those of you that are watching, I have a big smile on my face right now because Nick Hunley, the former Padre catcher who is now the assistant general manager of the World Series champion Texas Rangers, is about to jump on the show. And he's just, this is like such a real great dude that instead of being like, Hey, you know, I'm in a bad spot. He's like, hold on. I'll pull over my car. I'll get out. I'll find a cool spot. Nick Hundley, way to go, Nick. How are you, man? Scott, great to see you, man. Um, got to, uh, you know, anytime you call me the assistant general manager, I think I'm a special assistant general. It's more of the, like the, the Dwight Schrute of the Texas Rangers, you know. <laughs> um, I'll talk to you guys anytime, man. It's great to catch up. Always love what you've done for the community in San Diego and how you, uh, you grow sports in the, in the city. So yeah, anytime you guys have me, I totally forgot. This is uh, this is on camera. So yeah, sorry about the, the background. <laughs> no, you're all good, man. Where are you right now? I'm in my, in a, in a little golf cart at, uh, at this club that we, uh, we belong to here in San Diego. So nice. just getting a little, a little quick workout in and trying to, trying to stay in shape, you know, good for you, man. Well, Hey dude, congratulations. What an amazing run. The first World Series championship ever for the Texas Rangers. And Nick, I'm telling you that we as San Diego fans, we see you and Chris Young and Bruce Bochy and Will Venable and Travis Jankowski and, and just there's and there's more. I'm I'm not saying everybody's name. These are all former Padres who got together and won a World Series for the Texas Rangers. What an incredible accomplishment. Congratulations. Thanks. Yeah, that was that was a blast. Um you know, it's so fun to watch the guys. They played so, so well um, in, the, in big time pressure environments. Man, they stepped up um, from one to 26 uh, guys on the roster. It was amazing. And then to watch Boach come out of retirement, you know, to see like Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon and those pillars um, when they said yes to CY's vision when we lost 102 games and they come in and, and win 68 last year and then go go win a World Series this year speaks to the character of that group and you know watch will grow and you know have uh you know set standing on the uh, right hand of boach and making decisions together with him and having input and it's so cool to watch those guys grow and then you know to to see the players just just thrive under pressure was so fun yeah it's so cool when you when nick you hunley. go ahead brown i just want to reintroduce it for everybody that's listening on radio nick hunley who is a former Padre catcher who now is a special assistant to the general manager of the Texas Rangers. <laughs> and they just won the world series. Take it away, Brown. When you, as Scott was saying, you guys have so many former Padre and guys who know each other so well, when you have that in your organization, how easy is it to build a culture? Yeah, I think it starts, you know, I think it starts at the top and CY has done a really good job of letting people know that the Texas Ranger way is, is going to be a little different. Um, it's not for everybody. We have three key pillars that we believe in, and it starts with being a great teammate. And, you know, I played with CY for four years here in San Diego, 
uh, caught him. He was the most prepared player and he, that I ever played with. And it was so fun to learn from him and grow and the standard he sets um, as a player and now watching him set it as a GM. And it just trickles down, you know, and then you hire somebody like Bruce Bochy who walks in the room and, you know, has instant credibility just based on the person that he is and the track record that he has. Um, and then you employ superstars like Corey and Marcus and, and DeGrom and those types of people in Nate Evaldi. Um, and the people that you employ are really, really important. And we've been, we've been very selective in that. And thankfully those types of players have picked us too. You know, it goes to, it goes both ways, right? You can, you can say, uh, we have this vision. We can say we want these types of people, but but they have to buy in and believe it, and they have to have to uh, to say yes to. And thankfully, you know they they were all rewarded with the World Series uh, a couple weeks ago. Nick, when did the, I just want to know what the pillars? Sorry, Alex. What, what are the pillars though? The the first pillar you said was being a great teammate. What are the yep. other two pillars? Second is dominate the fundamentals, and I think that played out um, from the day one in spring training and Boach. And CY emphasized, we need to catch the ball. We need to do the little things. We need to do the fundamentals really well. And then when we play the Diamondbacks and they bunt and they run and uh, we get out in those situations, I mean, I think the the biggest um, underrated part of our team was how good our defense was. Uh, we're making plays all over the place. Guys are catching the ball, turning double plays when they need to be turned. We aren't giving guys free outs. Guys are making really good plays. Um, so be a good teammate, dominate the fundamentals, and then compete with passion. And you see that play out when when Corey hits a homer uh, in game seven against the, the Astros in the first inning and goes nuts and the whole team uh, rallies behind him or Adoles Garcia, you know, walks it, walks it off and the stadium's about to implode on itself. And, and those guys just um, rise to those special moments. And, you know, I think that's the, those are the three things that we look for um, when we're talking about players are going in the draft. You know, I was fortunate to go, you know, in the draft room the last couple of years and, and talk to CY and our crew, and we have really good scouts. Um, but when we go see the guys, it's like, okay, how how are they interacting with their teammates? You know, those are really important things for us. So uh, I you go into the season and you look at this roster, you look at the payroll, you're like, dude, we got a good team. We got studs. We're going to compete. But at what point in the season? Because I remember you guys had a bit of a, of a lull there, kind of in the middle where you guys started losing some games. At what point in the season were, were, was the team like, yo, we, we can make a real run here? Uh, that's a great question. I think, I think honestly, it started in spring training. Um, and then we got off to a hard start. We were 40 and 20 in the first 60 games. Um, and then Jacob went down and, and had, to, had Tommy John. And, you know, that hat hurt for sure. And then we had five of our six all-stars. I mean, we had six all-stars, five starters which is unheard of. And then uh, Nate Evaldi threw the second inning, so it could have been six starters. Um, and then five of those six got hurt after the All-Star break. And we were kind of we were grinding, piecing it together. Guys played through through injuries and, and kept it going. But, you know, in, in 2010, we were here with the Padres, and we were winning the division the whole year and uh, lost 10 in a row going into going mm -hmm. into September. And we mm -hmm. stumbled. We couldn't. We couldn't recover. We actually lost to the Giants the last day of the season. Missed out on the playoffs, mm -hmm. and they. Oh, they remember. It. They remember. Yeah. So, and that's, mm -hmm. that was kind of like how it was here. And we literally were playing playoff games the last five, six weeks of the season. Um, you know, we clinched a, a playoff spot with two games left. So mm -hmm. we were playing those high pressure, big, you know, big games for five weeks before we got into the dance, and then you know it just carried over for the last for the last month. Yeah, we're talking to Nick Hundley, who is the special assistant to the general manager of the Texas Rangers. The general manager is Chris Young. 
Um, Nick, would you just be able to talk us through the Padre relationships? Because check me on this, but you were playing for the Padres and I do believe Boach had already left. Yep. Right. So you played for Buddy Black, as I recall. Yeah. But I do think did CY play for Boach? He did, didn't he? Yeah. So it's a good yeah. So CY played for Boach here um in San Diego. I played for Boach for two seasons in San Francisco um in 17 and 18. Right. Um, and then Will Venable was my first roommate in Pro Ball for the Eugene Emeralds. We both signed in 2005. I played more baseball games with Will than anybody in my life. Um, you know, CY's known Boach forever. Um, he tells stories about how much confidence Boach has instilled in him as a player and as a young guy. And, you know, I think that's the biggest thing. You see these young guys come up for us and they contribute and they perform and they thrive. And Boach just puts guys in really good positions to be successful and, and believes in them. I say, no, these are the guys we're running out there. And I don't care if you're struggling, like keep going. Like we believe in you, things like that. So yeah, the Padre ties, you know, when I was here, it was Bud Black, Dave Roberts, Brad Osmus, AJ Hinch, Rick Renneria, like all these guys, all these coaches that were, you know, incredible. I've done amazing things in the game and managed and, you know, and boats before that and Kevin Towers and, and Josh Burns. And, you know, you look at the type of people that, that the Padres have employed um, throughout the last, you know, 15, 20 years since I was after, like they employ really good people. So um, I'm really thankful to work with CY and Will and Boach and just be around. And it's fun to, you know, those are, those are really close friends of ours and my wife's and their wives are close. And it's fun to, fun to win with those people that, you know, uh, know intimately well. Will Venable is, I'll tell you a quick story. When I tell you an angel of a guy, um, <laughs> yeah. there was, there was a, a batting cage in Sereno Valley years ago. And my son and his team were in there hitting one night right next door to this batting cage was a physical therapy uh, place. And I was in the physical therapy place. And so was Will. And so I said to Will, I go, Hey, I go, I don't mean to be a jerk or anything, dude, but you think you would walk like literally a hundred feet away and just come in and say hello to the kids that are hitting. He's like, hell yeah, let's go. We go walking in. These kids are like, Whoa, like, you know, he's a major league ball player. He plays for the Padres. Yeah. And he sat there and he spoke to the team for five minutes, whatever it was, you know, gave him some encouragement and they just loved him for it. And I will always love him for things like that. Or Dave Roberts. You talk about great people that have worked in the Padres organization. Dave Roberts would let me bring my son up to his house to go hit balls in the backyard back in the day. We all had that kind of close knit relationship with the actual players and stuff. And I just wonder if those relationships that I'm talking about with the people that I'm talking about, if that's why you think that it all kind of worked, you, Chris Young, Will Venable, Bruce Bochy, the history you guys all had, how, how did that play into this championship? Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of trust um, in that. And you're right, like Will and those guys, you know, Will's, Will could be a manager yesterday if he wanted to. Um, and he will be at some point. You know, he's, he's you know, turned down opportunities. He loves Boach. He loves working for him. And and uh, and growing, I think that speaks a lot um, to the environment that that Chris and, and Boach have created um, of trust and input. Like you can give your opinion at any time you want, which is awesome. And it might be it might be wrong, you know, and it might uh, they might go a different direction. But we're asked our opinion, which is which is really cool. Um, and then at the end of the day, honestly, at the end of the day, it, you know, the players go play, and those guys performed. And and Corey Seager is an MVP, and Marcus Simeon. When when Adolis Garcia goes out was you know didn't have a great start to the playoffs but he drives in 
seven runs the last two World Series games, and we win in five. Um, and when Corey goes out, he uh, at the beginning of the year pulls a hammy, and he goes on a Marcus goes on a streak where he you know hits in twenty five straight, and he's a top three MVP candidate. So, you know, all that's great. You know, Cy and Boach and Will and myself, the the backstory is awesome, and I really appreciate those guys. But at the end of the day, we got really really good players, and their stars are our stars are starring. You know, so that that part that part's awesome. I'd all like said. to see that here. Uh, yeah, you, star, you talked star. about all the, you talked about all the adversity that you guys went through this year, and you bring up Adolis Garcia. You guys could have easily folded in the World Series. He goes out with the oblique. You rule him out for the rest of the series. You you do win that game, so you're up two one. Scherzer gets hurt in his start. You don't have Jacob Degrom. Like you talk about all the injuries you guys go through. Um, I'm asking for a friend here in San Diego. How do you do that? How do you battle through resiliency and build that character? Yeah, you know, one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life was after game five against Astros. I mean, knockdown, drag out, battle. Um, Adolis Garcia gets hit, allegedly not on purpose, um, <laughs> in game five. And we, you know, bench is clear. And uh, um, game six, we go to Houston. And, you know, it's interesting that they, Adolis was the one that got hit. And then mm-hmm. their fans boo him, which is, you know, pretty standard for, for that, uh, you know, that process but you say like he goes and gets booed more than anybody i've ever heard in my life and he goes out and strikes out four times in a row to start the game and hits a grand slam to ice the game in the night it was incredible it was one of the coolest things i've ever seen and then goes off goes out the next day and drives in another four and we beat them in seven and then goes into the world series wins it wins mvp and all that stuff just just the type of the type of people um that these guys are and they, they don't really care they're cold-blooded and I've never seen somebody bounce back from that type of adversity, getting booed that loudly, struggling that bad, and uh, and going out and getting it done and, and winning a an MVP and driving in the most runs that have that have ever been driven in in, in, a, in a postseason series in the history of the game. Like those, this last three weeks, some of the things that that those guys did were were epic. So it was fun to fun to watch. And you talk about how fun it was to watch once you won. How how much fun did you have? How many games <laughs> we talking about? Yeah. We talking yeah, we, we talking just okay, we celebrating it's over or and was it day two and, of and, the parade, day three, day four? Yeah, yeah. And was and, it as special that you're not a player? Like was it right, still as special? Right. right. Or do you have to behave differently now because you're Mr. Yeah. Management guy? No, I think it's different for sure. Um okay. and you know, I had some friends here in San Diego that were very kind to to uh to let me know that never won as a player so you had to one win watching which, which, which is totally true um but yeah no we celebrated like crazy wednesday um uh gab i'll send you some videos from from boach and locker room and and all that stuff was incredible and then uh yeah went out back to the hotel the the you know ray davis ownership group did a great job they they rented out a bunch of sp- space in the hotel and celebrated that night thursday went back to dallas friday parade which I think 700,000 plus showed up and they did a great job there and celebrated. And then, uh, you know, dinner that night and then back back home San Diego Saturday. And now see you guys at the GM meetings. And then Monday we have a bunch of bunch of pro personnel meetings back in Dallas. We'll go talk through offseason plans and, and figure, out, uh, figure out next year. Nick, uh, we're talking to Nick Hundley, who is the assistant to the general manager of the World Series champion, Texas Rangers. Here's a perception. Tell me if it's right or if it's wrong. My perception is, is that the reason that the Rangers were able to do this in Boach's first season as manager is because 
a guy like Chris Young, he played for Boach and trusts him. And rather than in today's modern baseball, where we all think that general managers are micromanaging the actual managers, my perception was that Chris Young went and got the manager that he thought they could do the job and then said, hands off. Is that, is that really what happens or not? Oh, no, I think it's, there's a lot of communication back and forth, but at the end of the day, like you hire Bruce Bochy because he wins world series and you hire him because he's the best manager in the world. So, you know, I think CY understands that. I think our staff understands that. And there's input from, you know, Boach is great. He gets input from all of his coaches. He gets input from, from the front office. Uh, but at the end of the day, like he's running the ship. So you empower him to, uh, thank you. You empower him <laughs> to, uh, to go do his job and, you know, and go take care of the clubhouse. And, you know, I think that's the thing too. Like CY understands that the decisions that Boach makes impact the clubhouse on a day-to-day basis right and he has those relationships with the players he has those relationships with the with the uh, with the coaches so if there's something that the, the front office sees or the analytic department sees or xyz because there's so many different inputs which is awesome and the information is great but at the end of the day both synthesizes all that stuff and he has he has the control in that clubhouse so and he's empowered to do a lot of stuff which is really cool Wow, that is. Uh, cool. I gotta ask you. I gotta ask you before you go. Before my last question about you know, you said your stars were starring, and I love that, Corey Seager, dude. Like, obviously, it's hard to win an MVP when you play in the same league as Shohei Otani, but the season he had in the regular season, the postseason he had, I think he's the only. I, I saw some stat. Him and Reggie Jackson, the only two guys to win MVPs on two different teams in the World Series. Like, that's incredible. The new Mister October. Talk about the guy, the probably one of the most underrated stars in baseball, and Corey Seager. Yeah, he is. Um, I was telling when we were, you know, I wasn't working with the with the um, with the Rangers when they signed him, and, and Chris called me. I remember it like yesterday. I was actually going in to get a haircut, and he called me. We talked for about an hour just on on Corey, and I told him that this is the worst guy in the world. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Poor Nick. Guy. We've got Nick uh, sitting in a golf cart. Somebody's trying to put his golf clubs in. My dad. My dad's hanging out. Oh, your dad. Uh, cool, uh, man. Oh, uh, Hank Bauer. Dad. I don't look I'm like Hank Bauer for a golf cart, You know, I'm not, oh, not so cool. commandeer somebody else's golf cart. <laughs> <laughs> My dad rocking a, a, a Ranger shirt. Um, yeah, I bet. Yeah, we, uh, you know, I told him, like, Corey is the worst person in the world to try to call pitches against because he's super aggressive, but he doesn't chase. He hardly strikes out. He walks and he does damage all over the field. So you really, he's on time with pretty much everything. You know, he's on plane with pretty much everything. And we're talking through, okay, what, who, who do you want in the box? What game online facing the best pitchers in the world um, in a playoff scenario? Like, that's the guy. I want that guy. So if you, if you pay, you know, if you're going to go out and sign somebody to a long-term deal, you sign the best person in the world. And that was the kind of the, the, the thought process in this is like Corey Seager is the best baseball player in the world. And Jacob deGrom is the best pitcher in the world. You know, those you don't have access to those types of talents very often. So if you're going to step out, if you're going to go do it, you do it for the best. And when we're down five to three in game one of the World Series and Paul Seawall, their closers on the mound, who hasn't given up a run all postseason. Um, I want Corey Seager in the box, whether he hits a home run to tie it or not. Like, I want that guy in there. So um, okay. that was cool to go through that process. And, you know, obviously, Corey had to buy in, too. You know, he signed a 10 year deal. Um, with a team that lost 102 games. So 
you kind of put those things together and you say this guy believed in himself. He bet on himself. He bet on the Rangers. He bet on CY. Um, he bet on what we're building. The, the vision there uh, couldn't be happy for him and his family. And, and watching them them celebrate was really cool. Hey, Nick, I, we got to go. Um, I know you got things to do. Uh, we got about a minute. But your dad was a football coach, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He coached college football for over four years. So Yeah. I mean, he to, must be – he must be as a father because it doesn't matter if your kid's 12 years old playing soccer or 18 years old playing high school baseball or 25 years old and playing, you know, professional sports like you did as a father to see your kid continue to succeed. Like you are um, in sports in particular, man, what an awesome thing for your dad. And what an awesome thing for you, man. Congratulations to you. CY Boach and the whole Texas Rangers slash Padre connections, man. We appreciate you, dude. Thank you so much. Hey, great to catch up with you guys, man. Anytime. Nick Hundley, amazing, man. Absolutely amazing. Congrats, and, man. and dude, and how about the fact that Nick was willing to hang out with us from a golf course in a golf cart? And I knew there was a little bit of crackling in there, but we kind of made it through. Yeah. What a guy, man. What I want to ask him more about Corey because both you guys want to quit on Machado. And Corey is basically what happened to Corey last year happened to Machado this year. Signed a fat deal, had a terrible season. And bounce back. You know, like if you're good, you're good. Yeah. And if you're one of the best in the world, you're one of the best in the world. I just have a different perception of Corey Seeger as a guy, as a personality. Club so here. Yeah. Personality. So different. I, know, yeah. I know. All right. Everybody stick around. We're in the seven mile casino studios. Thanks to Nick Hunley. Man, we got a lot more to get to. Hey, great friends. A little halftime update here. I want to talk about two amazing sponsors. Actually, you know what? Three. The first one is Seven Mile Casino. We love being in business with Seven Mile Casino. We love our partnership. We love the fact that this past weekend, without any sort of fanfare of any kind, we just said, let's just all meet there and watch football. And that's what we did. 35, 40, 50 people all hanging around, having brunch, talking it out, having a great time. And uh, that, that was really, really super cool. Sammy's Restaurant and Bar has the best brunch in South County, according to San Diego Magazine readers. It's inside Seven Mile Casino. Some of the people who came down from L.A. were like, damn, dude, I thought we were coming to like some big ass Vegas style casino. It's not. It's a very small card room. Great restaurant and bar, poker, blackjack, table games, TVs everywhere. It's kind of like a sports bar where you can play cards. Check them out. SevenMileCasino.com. Click the QR code. It'll take you right there. Any problems with gambling, you call 1-800-GAMBLER. Let me talk about another one of our great sponsors right down the road from Seven Mile Casino. That's California Holistics and Tory Holistics. If you use cannabis for sleep, anxiety, recreation, pain management, whatever, your world, man, you do your own thing. But when you do, you save 20% when you use our, our team right here at uh, Tory Holistics and California Holistics. Okay. So you use that promo code AMAZING, or even if you're getting home delivery, Use amazing at the end of the purchase and you'll see you'll save 20%. Use our QR code and it'll get you all hooked up. Tori Holistics and California Holistics. And one last thing, you know, this weekend I'm going on the road, but this is a quick trip. Dude, I'm going from LA to Pittsburgh. From Pittsburgh, I'm driving to West Virginia. West Virginia, back to Pittsburgh. And the next morning, jumping on a flight, dude, I will be back in San Diego by like 1230 on Sunday. And I'm leaving at like 1030 Friday night. I mean, quickie. That's why I take this, Athletic Greens. Athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. Have you gotten a subscription to this yet? It's less than a cup of coffee a day. 75 vitamins, minerals, nutrients, superfoods, and probiotics. I take this every day before I do anything. And the reason is because I got to keep the body healthy. 
I'm, I'm working like I'm working harder and longer than ever before in my life. I thought when I was younger, when I got older, I'd actually tone it down. In fact, it's the opposite working harder and longer. You got to prepare your body. You got to take care of your body. And I don't do it well enough with my food. That's why I take this every day. Athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. Buy a subscription through us. You get five free travel packs and you get the one year supply of vitamin D. Athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. Back to the show. SevenMileCasino.com. Coming up, pro football doc himself, Dr. David Chow, spent 17 years on the sidelines with the Chargers as their orthopedic specialist. And now Doc Chow has a website called Sick, S-I-C, SixScore.com, Sports Injury Central, SixScore.com, where he breaks down injuries. And for those of you who like to play these games or want to play prize picks or want to um, you know, get your fantasy teams together, SixScore.com has become like a Bible for huge gamblers. And when I say that, it's not just a claim. Let me tell you guys a quick story. There's a guy named Billy Walters, a lot of San Diego ties. Billy Walters is the most famous and most successful gambler of all time. Not by my opinion. He's been documented on HBO's Real Sports. He's the guy that went to jail because he essentially took the bullet for Phil Mickelson and then came out of jail and wrote kind of a tell-all book about it. So Billy Walters, in his book, mentioned Doc Chow and Sports Injury Central completely unsolicited. They don't even know each other. So that's what I'm trying to explain to you. Like, as I get ready to play prize picks, um, I look on Sports Injury Central now on the weekends and go, is this guy really going to throw for 250 yards or more <laughs> or less based on his injury? Because, listen, last week Deshaun Watson won for me, but I didn't know for sure if Deshaun Watson was, like, physically well enough to even play. So, I have a uh, a declaration. For, for 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 me and my price picks, I'm never touching Austin Reeves again. Oh for three. Yeah, I'm I'm also oh. um I'm also right now I'm gonna stay away from the Lakers completely. Well, I told last you guys LeBron year, was not gonna score those last dude. night. Dude, I, I, when mm. Browner said they could win by thirty, I'm like or lose by thirty. Like yeah, I mean, <laughs> dude, at, the end, at the end of the first half, LeBron had like nine points, and I'm like, okay, well you're down by twenty one at half. And there is no Anthony Davis. There is no other big man, Jackson Hayes. He's out. Okay. You know what? LeBron's going to have to do some carrying and he knows it. Right. And I thought for sure in the second half, he'd easily score 16 points. Did not happen. I, I have no not thing. watched intently. I do not plan on watching intently, but this team quitting against a team like the Rockets, like they quit multiple times last year against teams mm-hmm. like the Thunder. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, listen, dude. Ham is a problem and he will continue to be a problem. He's not a good coach. I will stand on that. <laughs> and, and LeBron is a coach killer. <laughs> like look, how many, <laughs> if Eric Spolstra can't keep LeBron happy, who can keep LeBron happy? Nobody. I don't know, man. I don't I'm know, saying, but man. you talk about quitting. Uh, you talk about quitting Brown. You see the play um, where uh, Houston is shooting free throws and um, there's just nobody to box these are, out. Shoot yeah. for go for a rebound. I mean, the, the, the shooter these actually are guys to... battling for minutes. Right, these guys are at the end of the game. These guys are these guys need to put it all on the line to get minutes, and they still don't give an effort. Right, show the video. Show Browner the video, and then we'll get to Doc Chow here in a second. Watch this, Browner. Watch this. Clank off the front of the rim, get the rebound, and walk right through the lane. <laughs> what the hell was that? Oh, they, they probably I, I saw can't. John Wick and were scared of Boban. You know. John Wick, Boban to fold you up in the library, no mm-hmm. less. 
this all this shows me is that these guys, everybody follows the lead of LeBron. And when LeBron mails it in for the rest of the night, so does everybody else. Yeah, I'm 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 yep, off LeBron. Yep, yep, yep. I'm off Austin Reeves. I'm Anthony Davis. I can't count on ever. So look, when it comes I'm in to on soccer, sticks, though, dude, I went two for three. Nailed the soccer ones, no problem. Nice. I'm when it done comes, with basketball. Yeah, when it comes to prize picks, like right now, I'm I'm sticking to what I know. I'm sticking you know, to college me, football. I'm sticking to NFL let football. Say, let me say this. Uh, let me give people a word of advice real quick about prize picks. Whatever you do, don't put any money on Jordan Poole. Telling y'all right now, don't do it. You think you think he shoots a lot? He doesn't. You think he makes threes now? He doesn't. Ugh. All right. He does. Prize picks. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. For those of you that are watching, you can go ahead and you can click on the QR code. All right. Uh, Doc Chow. Doc Chow's coming in here. Dr. Chow from Sports Injury Central. All right. Yeah, you might need to see a doctor, buddy. You might need to. All right, Doc Chow is here. And, Doc, uh, good afternoon, first of all. You know, um, we've been talking for the last couple of days, Doc, about all the different starting quarterbacks there have been so far this year in the NFL. And I know I sent you an, uh, an article this morning, Alex. The Athletic covered it today. I, I want to say, I think I read that there have been 42 different starting quarterbacks in the NFL so far this year. I, I don't know if it's a record, but, man, Doc, it's been a strange year for quarterbacks so far. What do you think? There's no question it's been a strange year for quarterbacks, but before we get to quarterbacks, Browner, I got some advice for you that might help you. If you're that solid on Jordan Poole, my understanding, those prize picks and things, you can bet the under or the lower on the right. points, yeah. too. So. More or less. Yeah. <laughs> if you're that solid on it, that's a freebie. Just go the other way. It's not yeah. always about the over. but uh, Jordan Poole, terms- less at all times. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> less. Less. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the previous week, there was the possibility of 11 starting quarterbacks missing. We didn't hit 11, but there's been a lot. Some of them are obviously real injuries and very unfortunate. Obviously, uh, Aaron Rodgers, although there's all this hoopla about coming back now, and Daniel Jones tearing his ACL in his first game back after his neck, and Kirk Cousins' Achilles. Those are just really unfortunate. But some of it, and one of the things we talk about, Scott, at Sports Injury Central, is hiding behind health. Ryan Tannehill has been ready to go. They've now made it official. They're just naming Will Levis the starter, right? We thought Ryan Tannehill could have played coming out of the London game a couple weeks ago after the bye, but that was more about performance. Same with Desmond Ritter and Taylor Henneke. It's more about performance, so to speak. And so – yeah, it's it's been uh, an interesting year. And, of course, we've talked for a long time about tonight, Justin Fields. This is the fourth game that he's going to miss, yet they did not put him on injured reserve, yet he was labeled nothing wrong on the MRI in day-to-day when it first happened. And we're like, man, you dislocated your thumb. The MRI is not normal. Maybe there's nothing wrong where you need surgery, but you can't grip it, you can't spin it, you can't spin it, you can't be accurate. And we anticipated a multi-week injury, and now we're at four weeks, and we'll see about next week uh, and the fifth week of the injury. Well, Doc, listen to this. I I got it wrong. Um, There have been 46, I said 42, there have been 46 quarterbacks that have started a game in the NFL this year. 14 of them did not begin the season as a starter. And the young man in New York, DeVito, is the 10th rookie quarterback to start a game this year 
the most rookie starters since 1950. Well, and, uh, Following up on your record, come this Sunday, there will be a 47th new starting quarterback, assuming they count it that way, in Minnesota for uh, Grande's Minnesota Vikings. Josh Dobbs gets the start. That's right. Mm -hmm. Do they count him twice, right? Because he started in Arizona. <laughs> yeah. Do they count him twice? In theory, they should, right? Doc, Good let me question. give you one better. What if Kyler Murray comes back next week? Oh, he is coming back this week. So, yeah. So, oh, you're okay. right. It'll be 48. He's coming back this week. He's not 100%, but he's kind of – so, yeah, the number at a minimum will be – there you go, good one – will be 48. Uh, Incredible. And then, and then what's the record? We talked about earlier this week too, Scott. Was it 10 rookie quarterbacks have already started a game? Yeah. So obviously and, and how, got... Yeah, and how about the craziness with the L.A. Rams? Stafford, we said, oh, that UCL is a big deal, and he misses. They start Brett Ripien. They give him one start, and then now they release him? Cut him. <laughs> Just cut him. Well, it's because they got they got a top five quarterback in the NFL now, Doc. Right. I don't know if right. you know that Carson right. Wentz is a top five quarterback in the NFL. So Brown yeah, is but my you, guy. But you, know you, need, you do know you need need more than one of those at that position, that's, right? Yeah. That's not a kicker. Yeah. Well, that's well, that's what that's the interesting thing about this year in the NFL is that when you have 10 rookie starting quarterbacks, Doc, think about this. Three of them were first round draft choices. Um, one a fourth rounder. I want to say two fifth rounders and definitely one undrafted. My point is, is this, is that of the 10 rookie quarterbacks that have started this year, only three of them were first round picks. So that just goes to show you that if you have seven backup quarterbacks who are rookies, that's seven organizations that said, we're not putting money into the backup quarterback position. No, there's, there's, there's no question about that. And, uh, you know, it just goes to show you how precious the, the that position is. And even with a first-round pick, what's the track record? 50-50 with first-round mm. picks working out, yeah. right? I mean, Carson Wentz was the second overall pick in the draft. Mm -hmm. Now he's playing for minimum in, in uh, for the Rams, right? I mean, it's 50-50. Well, it's let, let, let us ask you about that. So with Matthew Stafford uh, missing the game against Green Bay, and the Rams looking like a team that doesn't even have a chance to be competitive without Matthew Stafford. Yeah. With Stafford out against Green Bay, with the Rams having a bye week this week, with them cutting their starter last week, with them signing Carson Wentz this week, shouldn't we all assume that Stafford will be back when the Rams return after their bye? Look, yeah, I think that it's a high chance that he'll be back with the tape job, whatever. Matthew Stafford has proven that he plays through stuff. Remember, he came back into the game for a little bit uh, uh, when he hurt that thumb and, and before he left. I think he will play, and I think you're right. You, you look, what it's indicating, if there's a chance he wasn't going to play, then you just can't cut Brett Repian. Even if you're trying to start Carson Wentz, you need mm -hmm. more than one. Like I said, it's not a kicking a kicker where you just have one on the roster for the game with a running back as a backup, right? Like down in Houston, mm -hmm. <laughs> making making that, that kick. Uh, but yeah, so you'd assume Stafford's back. And then if they get eliminated, which is probably not that far away, he's older. Maybe they get a free tryout with Carson Wentz and see, you know, where does he really go with this? I got a question for you, Scott, being a kicker mm. or impressive that Houston, I won't even try and say his name, right, running back. Uh, who makes a game-winning field goal, right? Not just an extra point. I mean, they were going for two points to not let him kick the extra point. A game-winning field goal 
admittedly not long. That more impressive or Josh Dobbs coming in as the backup, signed days earlier, maybe not knowing everyone's name and winning a game? I'm going with Josh Dobbs. Um, I mean, to, to not know the players' names, for the players to have to huddle around him on the sideline and listen to him call a cadence because they don't have any idea what his rhythm is like, and for Dobbs to have not practiced not one time but just huddled up with Kevin O'Connell um, and, and knew just sort of basic plays. I was telling the guys, to me, that's like a high school player who has a huddle, you know, a, a collection of film that's like, look at all these 90-yard touchdown runs that this kid had on broken plays. He just went out there like a pure athlete. The guy who came in to kick that field goal, um, yeah, it was a short one at 32 yards, but it was pressure-packed. But where's the pressure when you're not like expected necessarily to make it? But but Doc Chow, do you remember? I, I, this is going way back. This is before you were a doctor with the, the Chargers. But, you know, Billy Ray, in a preseason game against the New Orleans Saints, kicked a game-winning field goal in his very first preseason game. D did you know about that? I didn't. Did he have a square-toed shoe or something? Is that no, old school? Better. No, no, better. 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 He was barefoot. In fact, Doc, this is unbelievable. The Chargers are playing the Saints, and as I recall the story going, Rolf Bernerschka got hurt in the game. So they get to the end of the game, and they're like, and, and Don Coriel's like, well, who can kick? And Billy Ray, rookie, is like, well, I can do it. So he goes out there barefooted, kicks this field goal, makes it, penalty flag. Billy Ray had like half of his sock still down his calf and they called a uniform infraction of all things. And the dude lines up five yards later and kicks another game winning field goal. And the chargers won the game over the saints and Billy Ray kicked the game winning field goal. I did not know that story. That's fantastic. And, and the best part about that story, it actually makes me feel young because I wasn't around for any of <laughs> I, I, I guarantee you this right now, Alex. I'm going to look yeah. for this. I'm almost sure I can find this on you. But YouTube. uniform violations is a penalty? The story might be getting embellished as the years go on, just to be clear, okay? <laughs> I yeah. mean, but that's the way I remember it. Well, the other, the other, that's a pretty fantastic story. The other one, you know, a former Charger, uh, with the Patriots, Doug Flutie drop kicked an extra point. Mm -hmm. and that's a little different. It's an extra point. It's funky because it's a drop kick. No one's done it, but it wasn't a game winner, right? And uh, but I guess uh, when you're a rookie and you've never practiced, and I guess there's no pressure on Billy Ray there. But the other question I have is: is did he have to call a timeout? They hold on. I got to take my shoe and sock off. Why couldn't he kick with the the shoe on? Is be my question. What, what was that all about? Oh man, I wish I knew more of the detail. I I have the VHS tape somewhere, and it's super super grainy, you know. Um, but I'm looking well, for it right now. Now you're really YouTube. trying to make us feel young. Yeah, yeah right. Super, super grainy VHS. I'm telling you, I'm I'm looking for it uh, right you, now. You realize three quarters of your audience probably doesn't know what VHS stands for. I know, right? Yeah. Oh my god! And I'm just looking up Billy Ray. Oh my god! <laughs> On YouTube, and there's some stuff in here, man. There is some old school stuff, uh, Arkansas Scott, highlights, and all while kinds Scott of looks stuff. on YouTube, I got to ask you selfishly, and I know a lot of fantasy football owners care about this too. Justin Jefferson, oh when is when is my boy coming back? Is he coming back <laughs> this week? I drafted him third overall. He was incredible for five weeks, and then the turf monster got him in Minnesota. Is he playing this week? Just for your audience, not for you, Mr. Mr. Minnesota yeah. Vikings fan who drafted Justin Jefferson. Third overall. Uh, third overall. No, uh, he's come back this week. No. Okay. Uh, next week, maybe, <laughs> uh, and only maybe, 
This week, no. Okay. I just so feel like the Vikings. Continue like, down making your play. You, he'll probably you, come. He'll probably come back in time for the fantasy football playoffs. That if you yeah, draft in third, that you're not going to be in. <laughs> no, I'll be there, dude. Listen, I am a great manager. I will be there. I'm seven and two without him. I'm okay. So okay. Uh, uh, good. Also, I just have a vibe with Kevin O'Connell and the Vikings. They are experts at coach speak, and I know you love coach speak. You know, they're very much any term they can use day to day open practice we'll see like i never believe them that's why i ask you like i've i've read all your stuff and i see all this stuff i just don't believe kevin o'connell and justin jefferson saying i'm only coming back when i'm 100% right well you know overall as we track it kevin o'connell has actually had less coach speak than most i mean let's compare him to in the division, Matt Eberflus. Yesterday, oh, it was God, a big oh, God. Justin <laughs> Fields, he's listed as doubtful. He hasn't been cleared yet, and he's not playing. So he's out. Yeah, he's out for the game. So what do you listen to him as? Doubtful. Yeah. <laughs> and that went there's round a, and round yeah. for, for – a, He said there's a, there's a 51% chance he'll play. Is he going to warm up? Yeah, he's going to warm up. So there's a chance he doesn't play. There's a chance he plays. <laughs> what? Well, first of all, doubtful is not 51%, okay? First right. of all, doubt, doubtful, we've tracked it over years, is less than 5%. And even of the few mm -hmm. doubtful that have played, uh, they don't contribute. Doubtful is almost equivalent to out. Questionable is the hide the bacon one. Is it 1% chance or 99% chance? That's the hide the bacon one. And they can't even go there with him. The most important thing about this press conference was not this whole out doubtful exchange. The most important thing is he said at least three times the word accuracy. If you can't grip it, you can't spin it, and you can't spin it, you cannot be accurate. This is why from the get-go when Matt Eberflus, coach speak, said day-to-day, -day, the MRI didn't show anything. Are you kidding me? You dislocated the, your thumb. It may not have shown a major ligament or tendon that needs surgery, but something happened. You jam your thumb and you can find something on MRI and it hurts for weeks turning a doorknob or a key or, or, or something. We always said multiple weeks and we've been saying we're not surprised if, if he doesn't play this week. There was no guarantee. And it's not a mistake by the Bears not to put him on injured reserve because if there is a small chance he could have played in four weeks, four weeks ago, right, when they were having right. to make the decision, he's the starting quarterback. You keep him alive, especially with new practice squad rules and call-ups and so forth. The roster spot isn't as important. So, yeah, it, it, that's what one of the things we do, coach speak and uh, and mm -hmm. uh, interpret that. So, right, coach <laughs> so Scott, yeah. <laughs> I didn't find Billy Ray's field goal, but I did yeah. find this gem. Look at this Guido running off the field. Look at this man, Scott Kaplan, playing for the Detroit Lions, dude. Look at this guy. Look at him. When he ah. takes a helmet, when he takes a helmet off, you're straight from the Jersey Shore, bro. Look at oh, you. Oh yeah, dude. Look at that. Look at you. Look at that kid, right? That's not me. That's that's a guy named oh. Kaplan, K-A-P-L-I-N. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, they misspelled my name on the jersey. You know, they misspelled your name. You couldn't get your jersey right, dude. I doc. I go to the equipment manager before the game. I go, hey man, you guys misspelled my name. He goes, yeah, well, you're an undrafted free agent kicker. He goes, how about this? He goes, I take the name off the jersey, and you go out without a name on your jersey, or you go out with your name misspelled. I'm like, okay, I'll go out with my name misspelled. I actually was sitting there before the game trying to take white tape, adhesive tape, and trying to make the I into an A. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> <It didn't work. laughs> 
<laughs> hey, Doc Chow, we'll talk to you next week. Good luck this weekend. You guys have been on fire at Sports Injury Central. So, I mean, that whole analysis about who's the healthier team, it comes in real handy when you're trying to pick who's going to win. So Yeah, and, then, and, and uh, Grande's got it set up, uh, the free code again, Kaplan, for a free week of sick data on the sick score. Uh, all right. All right. All right. Well, Thank you. Thanks, Doc. Dr. David right. Chow going back to work. Alex, so what do you what do we want people to do? We want people to go to sixscore.com yes. and explain how to use this uh, this code. Yeah, you just go to sixscore.com. You sign up for six. So they have three options: uh, sick data, sick pick, sick free. You go to sick. Uh, you just sign up for sick data, and you get a mm-hmm. free week with the okay. promo code Kaplan. And that's like field views, their NFL cheat sheet with all the matchups, the the advantages, disadvantages, the spreads, the odds. Get you ready for NFL Week Ten. It's pretty amazing. They they got so lucky. They they abbreviate Sports Injury Central to sick, and then mm-hmm. it sounds so cool. Like here's sick data, here's mm-hmm. sick reports. You know what I mean? It just it mm-hmm. sounds sick. It sounds really cool. All right, coming mm-hmm. back. Um, Browner here has taken the lead in our picks against the spread, and uh, let's start looking ahead to the NFL weekend because we're all going to watch Browner's Bears on primetime. I know. Ugh, Sickos. If you watch that game, you're sick. Right. But then we're going to get to the NFL weekend and <laughs> looking ahead. Yeah. Because, hey, my favorite my favorite quarterback's playing. Tyson Bajan. Yep. Stick around. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. All right. Hey, great friends. What's going on? It is Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. 7milecasino.com. We are going to look into the NFL weekend and make our picks. And there's one guy here who has been on fire, man. Been totally in fuego. 7-0 in his last two weeks. 7-0. And has flipped the script all up on it. Because he went from being sub-500 and in third place to now being better than 500 and being in first place. So shout out to prize picks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of shout outs, before we get to our picks, Hey Browner, uh, yesterday I got a, a direct message on Facebook from a dude who's a long time listener. I don't necessarily want to say everybody's name on the air, but I'll just say his name is Jim. All right. Okay. Um, and Jim sent me a picture of the fact that he bought from mushroom life, sustained energy yeah. and mental energy. Yeah. And it turns out, this is an amazing thing. Listen to this. Yesterday afternoon, I went to Mushroom Life's new headquarters, which is in the Vista sort of San Marcos area. They moved because they expanded from Carlsbad up to Vista. And so I went in to see Brett Weiss and I got to see everybody who's working there. And and I got to see they've expanded their kitchen facilities at very, very sterile facilities where they're making all these gummies, which, oh, Alex, which one are you taking, Alex? Sustained energy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I need it today. I got construction all over my house right now. So, okay. And so I was able to kind of watch the way they make these gummies, the way they package them all. And, um, and then they're at the end of the tour that I took, there's a fulfillment center and the fulfillment center has these people who are working there. And what they've got is they've got pieces of, of like, they've got invoices essentially printed out. Right. And then they'll say, okay, well, this is going to, I don't know, Joe blow and his address Mm -hmm. is five, five, five. 55th street, you know, and, um, and then they would have the products right there next to the invoice so that they knew how to package it and send it. Right. Dude, I noticed, and I asked him about, I go, 
So wait, that's the sustained energy and that's the mental energy. And there were like six or seven um, fulfillments getting ready to happen just with these two the products. Browner box. Right, just with these two products. And I'm like, oh my God, that's the Browner, what I call the Browner cocktail. And so Big Brown, <laughs> the uh, sustained energy and the mental energy. So the sustained energy tinctures, the uh, the mental energy gummies, you, I know you've been swearing by them since we started and, uh, and people are buying them up. You get 50% off your first purchase, just so you know. Shout out, man. Shout out. I'm glad people are able to give it a shot and, 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 and always give us feedback, man. You guys are feel free to message me to let me know how it works for you. And, and if there's anything else that you will want me to suggest. Uh, Browner at, at, at Browner. A, I, already feel, I already feel better. That's my pitch. That's my feedback for you. I already feel better. I already feel go. more sustained. I'm a pitch man. I'm a pitch man. I'm a pitch man. I, I really feel like I need to show up on some advertising for this company. Mushroom. I feel like it's, I should be it, on a billboard. You, you want to know something? Funny you say that. Brett said when I walked in, there's a lobby and they've got like pictures of the products and stuff. And he's like, this is where we want to put the browner right That's here. That's right. I swear. Bro you, could be, bro, you could be the Billy Mays for Mushroom Life. Me. Yeah. That's right. Hey, I'm, hey, the, uh, I'm the Tabo of Mushroom Life. Hey, I'm getting a lot of questions from people. I just want to tell you guys something. <laughs> That's <laughs> wanna... not Billy Mays, but okay. no, it's Billy Blanks. Oh, yeah. my, bad. <laughs> my bad. Uh, Browner, oh, I've been getting a lot of people asking me, uh, including yesterday, I got a, a text from a longtime listener by the name of Michael Ombacher. You guys know Michael. Yeah, Michael's out, like Michael. Michael, and then this other dude, Jim, who who bought all these mushroom like products. He's like, hey man, um, what's the latest on the boat cruise for the holidays? You know. And I'm like, I don't know, man. It's in Browner's hands now. Big Brown, have you spoken to, to, to Captain Fathom or Captain Troy? Are we? I'm, I'm putting right. this off. I can't deal with it. Uh, I'm working on it, man. I'm working. Come on, on really? That I'm means no. That means no. I'm 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 two seconds from just going on the website and booking, and then just going there. Why well, you can't get a hold I, of anybody? Not yet. But again, they're busy. They're busy. So we'll see. If we don't get on this boat for the holiday party, we got to come up with another plan for a holiday party. If we don't, I'll, I will know by Monday. No, no, give me Wednesday. Give me Wednesday because there's a couple of avenues I need to go down. Okay. I'll know by Wednesday whether we can do the boat or not. All right. All right. Very good. All right. Stay in touch with us, everybody. Uh, mushroomlife.com, L-Y-F-E, mushroomlife.com slash great friends. You save 50% on your first purchase. Okay. So I bragged about how Browner has gone 7-0 and here in the last two weeks. I think, Alex, we should put put up on the screen for everybody who's watching to see what the numbers look like. Cause Alex had total control. He ran away weeks. with it he, for, for seven weeks. He was on fire. And now Rondé's at 15 and 16 for the season. I am at the exact same number 15 and 16 for the season. And Browner two weeks in a row, three and zero, and now four and zero, is at 14 and 13. So the only one that is in the money is Browner. Is Mr. Money. <laughs> By the way, Mr. just so Money. you know, you guys, we were talking about Captain Fathom. I texted Captain Troy. He's now calling my phone. Bruh. Answer it. You want me to? Yeah. Don't right, call him back. Let's see what he says. Hold on. Hold on. That's what we do here. Hold on a second. Captain? How are you? I'm really good. I want to let you know we are live on the air. I got you on speakerphone, so I just wanted you to know that. Okay. <laughs> How you doing, Cap? Be careful. Yeah. How are you, man? I'm okay. Uh, uh, Captain, we... We're, we're, uh, 
ahead. Sorry. No, I want to hear. Like, I've seen a lot of videos from Captain Fathom. I mean, what's going on out there? Are we whale watching or what? Well, we were until about a week ago, and then about once every ten years, we repaint the whole boat. And and so I'm actually talking to you from Ensenada, Mexico, and where the boat is hauled out, and we take everything apart and repaint the whole boat, make it all pretty again. Wow, how long does that process take? About six weeks. So when do you guys plan to go back into the water and start back up with the tours? Uh, right around the second week of December. Okay, our timing is really, really good. Um, Captain, can I call can you be, back when we get off the be, air? Because we really want to talk about booking the boat, the Yacht America this year for our holiday party. It's become such a tradition. Everybody loves it so much. We, we, we actually can't even think of like, if we could never get back on the boat, like what would be a, an alternative? Like there, there is nothing as cool as that. No, it's, it's too much of a thing now. I don't, I, I see it as it wouldn't be Christmas without doing that event. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Captain, can I call you back when we're off the air? Absolutely. All right. All right. Good luck. You too. I love Captain Troy. <laughs> so one thumbs up is a thumb up. Yeah. Two thumbs up is fireworks. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> that's so that's better. That's good every time. That's oh, great every time. That is so, I love this one. This is my favorite. This is my favorite. I don't understand how the software does this. Now, does it I only think do it for you? I'm gonna assume it's the new MacBook feature mm -hmm. probably oh it's what's not the one? software what's one do anything hook them horn nothing. No? Okay. no nothing yeah. anyway yeah well it sounds like we're in boys as long it as the boat like... gets painted we might yeah. be the inaugural yeah. fresh boat tour yeah and it sounds like captain troy feels the same way we feel which is you got to do it mm -hmm. which you can't yeah. not do it you know awesome. all right so so if you go back to where we were in our nfl picks correct so so browner's got the lead alex and i are both one game behind and let's start making plays for the weekend right now. Okay. And so we'll on, go ahead, Alex, you get us going here. Yeah. So we always, we pick. So for those of you that don't know, we always pick chargers, Rams, Raiders against the spread. Then Scott picks the Browns game. That's his team. I pick the Vikings game. It's my team. And Browner picks the bears. That's his team. So that is what we do every single week. I don't pick the bears. I don't pick the Browns. Scott don't pick the, the Vikings. you know, so like that. Uh, so we'll start off where we normally we start off with the Rams. They're off this week. So that's one less. So let's just go into maybe one of the best games of the weekend. Mm -hmm. Chargers hosting the Lions where the Chargers are um, three point underdogs. Mm -hmm. Home dog. Home dog, dog. Mm -hmm. So uh, I already know where you're going. You just can't help yourself. Well, here's why. Let me tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the Lions to cover the three. Mm. Mm. Here's why. The Chargers all of a sudden feel a lot better about themselves. Good for yes. them. They beat the, the lowly, pathetic Chicago Bears. And they and by the way, that was with Tyson Bajan making his first career start. You know, So a, an undrafted rookie from whatever school he's from. Shepard. Uh, the, the very first Division II college quarterback who's who makes a start as a rookie very first guy ever so the chargers beat the bears when they have a rookie quarterback starting and then they beat the jets when they score a touchdown on a punt return and i mean the jets offensive line was beaten down and battered and the chargers took total advantage rightly so so I guess what I'm saying is, is that when you play a bad Chicago Bears team and you play a bad New York Jets team 
And now you welcome back, and I say welcome back, Jared Goff to SoFi Stadium with a very solid Detroit Lions team. Because when I think of when I think of the the NFC, I think of San Francisco and and Philadelphia, Dallas, Detroit. I mean, Dallas and Detroit, they're kind of in that second level. Mm-hmm. That's true. So I would say this: Detroit is a upper level NFC playoff caliber squad and the chargers have beaten two two really bad teams i got the lions to win the game i got jared goff to go off oh because against that pass defense which has been so statistically terrible for all mm-hmm. these weeks they just look good last week because they played against the jets offensive line so i'm gonna and by the way from a prize picks standpoint i haven't even looked at what jared goff's uh prize pick number is yet i'll look but i got i'll, I'll take i'll take the lions to cover the three what do you got browner well, listen, this is very easy for me. I think sometimes when you beat up on some bums, you get some confidence. When yeah. you beat up on some bums, you start to get your footing. When you beat up on some bums, you're ready to take some shots from some actual competent football teams. Mm-hmm. And I think the Chargers are ready to take some shots from some competent football teams again. I think the the scheduling wins that they had the last two weeks have really put them in a position to kind of know what they are and then be able to execute that now in a, in a, in a, at a higher level. So I'm picking the Chargers, man. I'm picking the Chargers. I think this is very easy for me, too, by the way. Because a, a lot of people love Detroit. But again, there are a lot of good teams. But Detroit has beat the teams they were supposed to beat. Just like the Chargers, just two weeks in a row, beat a team they were supposed to beat. So now these are two teams that are looking at each other and going, all right, let's see what we got against each other. And I, and I like the Chargers in that. Jared Goff. Uh, his number on on uh, Prize Picks, two hundred and seventy five and a half yards passing. No, seems like a that's lot. That's a lot. That's seems a like lot. A, hey, Justin Herbert in the same game, two seventy two and a half. Mm. Uh, well, for me, it's pretty simple. The 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 Bears do a lot of dumb things. They're a bad team. The Jets did a lot of stupid things. They're a bad team. Correct. Uh, well, I guess they're average team. But uh, for me, Detroit, what they don't do is dumb things. If they get beat, they get beat. The Baltimore right. Ravens just beat them down. The, I don't the Eagles see the Chargers. I don't see the Chargers on the same level as the Ravens, so I will go with the home team who are on the road, the Detroit Lions. Yeah. Ooh, the, the gap widens. Come on, okay. keep mm-hmm. it coming. We move All on right. to uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Are you ready for prime time? Aiden mm-hmm. O'Connell and Zach Wilson mm-hmm. in Vegas on Sunday, 520. And right now, the Jets are favored by half a point. Nah, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Um, so I don't think the Jets. In, I don't think the Jets should ever be favored, and in particular, <laughs> I don't think the Jets should ever be favored on the road. Now, I got the fact that last week the you know the the Raiders kind of got a, a bounce of juice, right? They got a bolt of energy from firing Josh McDaniels and hiring Antonio Pierce. Um, I just can't see the Jets being favored in a game like this. Their offensive line is beaten down, which means Max Crosby should have the kind of game that Joey Bosa had. Um, I think Aiden O'Connell's okay, but it's only like his third start in the league. So that doesn't give me a lot of confidence. So all of these factors, I'm going to take the Raiders at home to cover. And I guess I really think that the Raiders are going to win the game. Uh, I, Listen, the New York Jets have embarrassed a lot of elite quarterbacks this year. They've made a lot of 
very great quarterbacks look very average. When Aiden O'Connell and his terrible mustache roll into, or when the Jets roll into Las Vegas, it's going to be one of the ugliest games of the year. It's going to be one of the most disgusting games of the year. And I do not, and you guys know me, I'm kind of like a Raider hater, I guess. I don't know, but I got to go with the Jets winning very, very closely just because of the defense. So I'll go Jets to cover. I will raise you the ugliest game of the year being tonight. Uh, I don't think that's going to be the ugliest game of the year. I think that the Jets are going to win this game. I love what Antonio Pierce did last week, but whether it be the defensive side or the offensive side, the Jets have the best unit going into the game. The Jets' defense can win that game, and I believe that's what will happen. Mm-hmm. I think the run, the combination with the run game and the Jets' ultra top-level defense will overpower the Raiders, regardless of how you know much people like the coach now. Let me tell you something. I just made a play on prize picks for just now. I'm yeah, going to take Tyson Bajan in the Thursday night game. I'm going to take Tyson Bajan to pass for more than 185 and a half yards against Carolina. And I'm going to take Bryce Young to rush for more than nine and a half yards in that game. Look, if any, whatever you pick against the Bears defense, you might get it. I, I, I don't know. All right, well, know. let's let's keep going here, Alex. What's the next one? All right, so now we go into our individual picks. Uh, Browner, you started off because your Bears, Panthers. Uh, let's see the spread real quick. I know I, I already forgot it. Uh, the, ba- uh, the Bears are three-point favorites against someone that you've labeled a bust already. And the last this time is- you did this, by the way, that quarterback turned into Joe Burrow. So... Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not worried sale. about that happening. I'm not worried about that happening. This I mean, time. you weren't worried about Joe Burrow either. So it wasn't. It was, <laughs> it's a different kind of funkies. This is a different kind of funkies. I just like to put historical perspective for the people that are new to the historical show context. Getting, That's fair. Right, you know what I'm right. saying? Like, I just want people to know that although you have labeled Bryce Young an official bust already, yes. you also did the same thing for Joe Burrow in yes. his rookie season. Mm-hmm. And you also labeled Carson Wentz a top five quarterback in the same season. So I just want the people to know. Okay. Those things, I did those things. I did those things. (laughs) The Carson Carson Wentz Revenge Tour starts. Uh, I'm picking the Chicago Bears in this game, not because I have faith in him. It's because I I, Bryce Young's terrible. Uh, I think Montez Sweat's going to get his first official sack. I think the Bears' defense will look competent against the the worst offense in the league. Does it matter that the line has gone up to three and a half? Does that change your mind? No, not at all. No, so no, no. Bears. Now, if it was if it was seven, I'd be sprinting in Carolina's direction. By the way, just... Montez Sweat on Prize Picks, mm-hmm. 0.75 sacks. Will he get more or less? Because you know he can get a half a sack. Right. He'll he'll get a full sack. He'll get a full. I, solo I think so sack too. Tonight. I'm going to play him also to get more. Because I don't like the Panthers. I don't like the Panthers' offensive line at all. It was bad coming into the season. It's been worse in the se- when the actual season started. And Strout, uh, not yeah, not Strout. Young throws pick sixes, which are like backbreakers. So I think the Bears are going to pick six tonight. I definitely think they're mm. going to get a couple of sacks. I think the Bears are going to win this game. I think Tyson Bage is going to stink, but I think Deontay Foreman is going to be outstanding against his old team. Wow, I got to try and make a play here. I, I'm like addicted to this prize picks. I'm even it's thinking amazing. about. I'm thinking about giving Cairo Santos six kicking points. I love this. I yeah. love Ooh. it. And this, I would, you, guys I would, know, you guys know I love going deep, deep, mm-hmm. deep, deep. Deep cuts, I baby. I love deep this. Cuts. In his first two receptions. Who is he? 
Cole Komet will get more than 16 and a half yards in his first two catches. Wow. I love that. I that's, love that. Y'all know I like the deep cuts. Y'all know that's I like the deep cuts. That's scary to me because the Bears offensive coordinator could do that, but his first two passes could be screenplays. No, but they may not be. Dude, all I know is this. I've just made two <laughs> plays on prize picks. Now I've made two. Now, and I, I, swore one I, analysis. I swore I'd never listen to Browner again when I make my prize yeah. picks, but I love this Montez sweat. I also... I'm going to take it. I'm taking Montez Sweat to go more than 0.75 sacks, and I'm going with Chicago's kicker, Cairo Santos, to go more than six kicking points. By the way. Here's one for you, bro. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. You love this one. Anytime touchdown combined. Ooh. Chubba Hubbard, DJ Moore, more or less than half a touchdown tonight. Wait, how do I do that one? Which which category? Touchdown combo. Rush reception combo. Touchdown combo. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it's it right that. here. Which one did you like? Uh, Chubba Hubbard and DJ Moore. It, do oh, they not have Chubba Hubbard. I'm feeling. No, because Chubba Hubbard has turned into RB1 mm-hmm. over Miles Sanders. And DJ Moore, I know Cole Komet gets all the, the end zone, the red zone stuff. But all of it. I don't think there's going to be a lot of red zone for the Bears tonight, which is why I like a deep random mis miscoverage for dj Moore tonight. all right well i've just played i played browner's pick on montez sweat and i played yours on chubba hubbard and dj okay. Moore. but we got we got to hurry up or we're gonna let's run go out of time uh so let's- vikings are our underdogs by three uh the saints are I, I listen i'm never gonna give Derek Carr points so i'm going minnesota uh to cover the three not saying they're gonna win i just think they're gonna cover the three okay give me mine I got uh, the the Browns. The Browns. Oh, what a what a yeah, game for you! This is a great Ravens game. Ravens are six and a half point favorites over the Browns. And is it in is it in Baltimore? It's in Baltimore. Yeah, these guys played earlier in the year, didn't they? And didn't um, this was the game where Dorian Thompson Robinson started for the Browns, as I recall? Does that sound right? No. Uh, they played Week Four, and the Browns yeah. lost twenty eight to three. Yeah, I'm going to take the Browns to cover. Ooh. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Browns to cover. Yeah. They got that's why the line Ravens, is so big because the, the Ravens, Ravens been, well, they've been smashing teams. Dude. I know, but but you got that Browns defense now, so I'm gonna take my shot. And Deshaun Watson now two straight weeks starting, so I'm gonna take my shot on Deshaun. The Ravens that, beat the Seahawks 37-3. The Ravens beat the Seahawks. I mean, the Lions 38 to six. I know it's it's just my it's my heart pick. You guys know okay. where my heart's at. Okay. All right, listen. Um, for everybody that's listening on radio, we have a lot more to get to. For everybody that's watching and listening on podcast, we're going to go over here now and we're all going to get uncensored. Let's do it. All right, everybody, time to get uncensored around here. Um, Today is Thursday. And I will just let everybody know because I feel like especially anybody who's still here watching on YouTube, Um, You guys are hardcore. You guys are with us every day. We are going to be off tomorrow. Got to take the day off tomorrow. I am going to see my son play in his final college football game. Mm -hmm. How do you like that, man? How do you like that? Final college football game. And I I was talking to my son about this, and he said that on Friday night, the seniors all speak to the team, just sort of their experience and whatever. And uh, he said, well, you know, I'm not going to say very much. And I'm like, "Um, why not? And he's like, well, you know, things didn't exactly go the way I'd hoped for my senior year and whatever. I'm like, you know what, man, you may not see it this way now, but I'll tell you what I would say if they said, hey, dad, why don't you speak on behalf of your kid? You know what I'd say? I'd say, hey, 
Um, tomorrow's my last game of my college career and probably the last game of my organized football career. But you know what? Um, football has gotten me here because when I started playing football in 10th grade and didn't play one play my sophomore year, not one play my junior year, and really didn't think I was going to even play my senior year until the very minute before the first game, like literally the very minute before the first game, dude wasn't projected to start. The kicker who was the, the kicker on the Torrey Pines high school football team missed two extra points in the pregame. And the coaches went, Hey, Justin, you try one. And he made it. And they said, try it again. He made it. And they go, okay, you start. And he never looked back from there. I'm like, so now here you are graduating high school in 2018. It's 2023. You're all years removed. You went to one junior college, Mesa. You went to one, one double a school, Albany. You transferred back to, to Saddleback and sat through COVID and then had to split time with another guy and then finally found yourself at this D2 school. And now you're about to graduate, picked up his cap and gown the other day. You're about to graduate from college and it's all because football kept you in school. Mm -hmm. So you know what? Even if things didn't go exactly the way you wanted them your senior year, be grateful to the game of football for getting you to this point in your life. And I tried to explain that to him. And rather than kind of just keep beating him up with it, I was like, he either heard me and is probably going to regurgitate the exact same thing I just said. <laughs> or he's, <laughs> he's going to not gonna do anything. Or say nothing. Go out the yeah. other ear. I don't care what you say, yeah. Dad. I'm freaking pissed. I'm out we'll of here. Yeah, we'll see. But I'm going to be there on Saturday at this game. And, you know, I think there's like a pregame ceremony where the family walks out with the with the player. And I'm really looking forward to that. But, I'm guys, I'm, I'm going from L.A. at 1040 at night on Friday night. I'll land in, in Pittsburgh at 630. I rented a car. I'll go to a buddy of mine's house. I may crash for an hour or two, take a shower, and then go. Or I may just go take a shower and go. Or maybe I don't take a shower. Maybe I just go from the airport right to the school, hang out all day, turn around and get back to Pittsburgh. I want to be in Pittsburgh because, you know, the, that USC-Oregon game is like 1030 Eastern time. You still care? You can't take a shower in your kid's room? You know, Browner, um, he lives in the dorms still. Like, you know, it's a really oh. small school and he lives in the dorms. And I don't know, man, that seems kind of weird. That does seem a little weird, old man. Yeah. I don't know, maybe the locker right. room. Maybe I take a shower in the locker room. I shower with the team after the game or something. That, that sounds weird sounds too, doesn't it? That sounds way, that way worse. Even weirder. Way worse. Weirder. You know how like yeah, I told you, you put things back in the cupboard in segment one. That's one yeah. thing that I should have never yeah. said. I should yeah. never have yeah. said that. No. <laughs> At all. At all. Oh my god. How about so we're off tomorrow because um, originally I was supposed to fly out of San Diego at six thirty in the morning. And because I have no professional boundaries whatsoever and I have no ability to say no, I'm now flying out of L.A. at 1040 at night. But my, my whole day is screwed up tomorrow, so I need to take the day off. Um, what do you guys got going on? Oh, well, man. there is currently two dudes uh, putting in new baseboards in my kitchen and my bathrooms. Uh, because I told you guys since the house fell apart, let's might as well fucking just really tear this place apart. Mm -hmm. uh, right. And then tomorrow... Before uh, there is rain scheduled next week, I don't know if it'll actually happen because it's San Diego, but we still want to confirm that our windows are not uh, going to leak again. Mm -hmm. So we can avoid that shit. So that tomorrow we have guys coming with hoses to spray my windows for like an hour nonstop to <laughs> see if water comes through or not. That's a good use of water. Yeah, don't tell the San Diego Department of Water. But um, and that's and then I have family coming to town actually tomorrow night. So. 
Uh, it's my little nephew. I don't know. We're Mexican, so we call everybody nephew. He's turning nine, so we'll, I'll be in the safari park all day on Saturday with some. Hell family. yeah! Nice. Yeah. Nice. And, and Big Brown. Sunday. What do you got, man? You got anything going on that we're taking the day off tomorrow? Off the air? Kids, children. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He. You got it. four. Damn. I don't know if you know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Scott, how many you have? A, I got four. It's a full. Yeah, it's a full time. It's a, it's a full time job. Yeah. Oh, it's brother, you're telling job. me. You are telling me, man. Mm-hmm. You don't have to tell me, bro. Mm-hmm. I got it. Um, all right, so I'm, listen, I'm let's do this. The, I'm still in the hands-on stage, though. You are. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I got news for you. Um, the hands-on stage never ends. It just kind of the hands sort of change positions. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't know God, what I'm saying. I, I don't, I don't know what you're saying. I don't, I don't know what I'm saying either. I don't very, know. Your wording has been very weird to yeah, end the week. Yeah, been strange thing. I know. All right, let me do this. Um, so much love to everybody. Please, nah. as always, support our sponsors. Uh, whether it's Prize Picks and you you haven't signed up yet for Prize Picks, but go for it. PrizePicks.com slash Great Friends, or if it's Tory Holistics and California Holistics, uh, where you save twenty percent by using our promo code Amazing, or if it's Mushroom Life and you want that plant based medication, um, you get fifty percent off on your first purchase. Or it's Gary Cooper because you want to talk some real estate eight five eight three seven six twelve ninety nine. Or it's uh, you know Athletic Greens athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan, get that subscription. I'm just giving you like at the end, like sort of just support our sponsors is essentially what I'm getting at. You feel me? I think you do. All right, listen, have a great weekend, everybody. I know we're taking the day off tomorrow. You'll still hear a best of on radio. You'll still catch up to us on TV and we are back on Monday. Peace out, everybody.